time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 707 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, October the 21st. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I am Reese Boyd, your host, local local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd. Thanks for joining us here on Saturday morning coffee at saturday morning coffee we invite you to sit down pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee join us as we talk about the news current events all the things going on in this very crazy world that we live in at saturday morning coffee we're all about limited government lower taxes all the things that mean more freedom more freedom for you more freedom for me more freedom for all of us who are we the people we've got a country to save folks and it starts right here information is power information is the beginning of the process you got to be informed you got to know what's going on you got to have sound informed opinions about all the nonsense going on in the world around us today and there is so much to talk about a lot going on joined in the studio this morning as always by producer extraordinaire dr glenn die dr die how you doing this morning I'm doing great reese how you doing i'm doing great what's uh, what's the coffee of the uh, choice this morning <laughs> Uh, mother of all blends. Mother of all blends. Yeah, mother of all blends. Yeah, very good. Very good. Mother of all blends. A little One Nation coffee. Remind you guys, our good friends at One Nation Coffee provide some of the fine coffees that we drink here on Saturday morning coffee. As a matter of fact, Glenn, we've got some coffee. We've got another stash of coffee that's arrived. We'll be giving that away during the show. If you guys want to go ahead and make a note, the uh, mailbag address for the show. Sorry, I'm getting an early morning phone call here on my cell. I didn't shut it down this morning. If you guys will make a note to send an email to the show, we will uh, put you in the drawing for the next batch of One Nation coffee to be given away. And if I'm not mistaken, it does include some of that fine mother of all blends. Glenn, we've also got some of the 912 blend, which is their 911 tribute uh, blend. Good stuff. And might even have some of my favorite, uh, the Tanzanian Peaberry in the Reveille blend. So yeah. thanks to the folks at One Nation Coffee for keeping us stocked up. Encourage you guys to check out One Nation Coffee, onenationcoffee.com, and uh, support them. They support the One Nation Foundation, which supports veterans and first responders, and the coffee is just great. And if you use the Saturday Morning Coffee promo code, you get a 10% discount on your order. So be sure to check out One Nation Coffee and uh, onenationcoffee.com. Find some of that fine One Nation Coffee and, uh, and, and order as much as you will. It is a pleasure to be with y'all. Also, if you would, again, the email address for the show, SMC at gmail.com, SMC at gmail.com. And if you uh, will send us an email with your questions or just tell us you want some of that fine One Nation coffee, we'll in- enter you into the drawing for the mother load of uh, One Nation coffees plus a Saturday morning coffee coffee mug. So if you want one of those special edition Saturday morning coffee, coffee mugs, and we might even throw a t-shirt in to the mix, uh, Glenn. But one of the things uh, love to do is hear from y'all. We uh, love to hear from you during the week, during normal business hours. The day job is Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. You can reach us there at the offices of Davis and Boyd. The number there is 843-839-9800, 9,800. I've had a couple of you call me in the last couple of weeks. A lot of frustration over what's going on in Israel. 
Um, a lot of discussion about uh, the event that we had here in Myrtle Beach on Wednesday. We'll talk about that a little bit, the Unity event. And there are a few of you, we're talking about some other events that we might host to help heal and help um, bring the community together. We're talking about that. But yeah, a lot of talk about what's going on in Israel, a lot of talk about what's going on in Washington with the speakers race. Just a crazy, crazy, the world is, I mean, we say that, we make it cheap because we say it so much, but I feel like the world is literally crazy. Since 2020, we have gone nuts. Yeah. You know? I really do. I, I made the joke. I was with Nick. Liz was out yesterday. And I made the joke with Nick that I feel like it's almost like one of those science fiction movies, mm-hmm. like Star Wars, yeah. like the end of the Republic, where all the politicians have gone sideways in the General Assembly or in the in the Imperial Senate, whatever. You know, just think of your favorite Star Wars type science fiction franchise. Right. And it, that's what it feels like to me. I feel like we've got politicians that aren't serving our interest. They aren't serving America. They're they're duplicitous. Mm-hmm. They're not doing the bidding of the people. It's 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 just unbelievable to me. It's like we had a Republican Party event this past week. We had a great event at the Asher Theater. Wonderful show. And I encourage you guys check out the Asher Theater. Let me just plug. <laughs> let me just plug all my friends here this 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 morning here on Saturday morning. All shows nothing but plugging. Nothing but plugs. <laughs> that shows nothing but an infomercial. Yeah. But yes, check out the Asher Theater. Our good friends uh, James Stevens and Frank Fiorello put on a great show for us, I say us, the Ori County GOP on Monday. Just amazing. They are both so talented. James Stevens, I did I'd never seen James do his piano routine. I've mm-hmm. seen his impressions. He is the famously known as the man of a thousand voices. Right. Seen him do that. Never see he sit down at the piano, play any Lionel Richie song you name or uh, that's just one example. We just happen to be on Lionel Richie. I mean, he may have baked in a, a repertoire of a thousand artists right, i have right. no clue yeah. but they were just calling out lionel richie songs from the audience and he would start he would just right. just start tickling the ivories yeah he's really something he's amazing yeah and you literally it sounded like it was lionel richie right. except he actually sounded a little better than lionel richie i was never a huge lionel richie fan really? fan no not really yeah he's a little his voice is a little sweet for me yeah well he's got some good words though he does you know? He's going to leave you tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm leaving you <laughs> and tomorrow. And I'm leaving yeah. you. No, so, no. anyway, um, uh, this mess with what's going on with our our uh, Jim Jordan yeah. uh, is ridiculous. I wonder if the eight regret what they did uh, because it's been such an uphill battle now to get somebody in that seat. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I well, you know, there, You're right. There There is great frustration. There should be. Yeah. We are at a critical time in our history there's very significant very important things happening in the world as there is there there are those things happen every day right but this is a particularly challenging time i mean what's going on in israel glenn in the gaza strip is biblical i mean it is armageddon in my opinion over there unfolding right before our eyes but but and the, and the legislature is out to lunch, literally out to lunch. The but Congress is out to lunch. Maybe they just know that Israel will never fall, that Jesus will come back and and take out the enemy with his breath and rule for a thousand years. I don't think is that's that, what I don't think that's what's driving their childhood. No, but it, I mean, it is like the most sacred place on the planet, uh, Israel, and I, I'm I'm just bamboozled that this has happened and that it, we've allowed it to happen as a 
um, as a nation, I, we, we failed, basically. The weakness, you know, pulling out of Afghanistan, we've just shown weakness, weakness, weakness. And yeah. I'm surprised that North Korea has not made a move yet. Well, when your president goes in for a, a drop-in, literally a photo op, how many Americans did they bring home? I mean, there are so many things to say about what's happening and what the administration has done, and, and they're all negative for right. the most part. How many Americans have we brought home? By our, how many? We've, you've got individual congressmen, individual charities, individual organizations, states, Governor DeSantis and the state yeah. of Florida, yeah. are all operating evacuation flights. Yeah. But apparently, that's Government too just, big a job. Too yeah. big a job for the Department of Defense. Right. I don't. I don't even. I don't even begin to get that, right. Glenn. And why? And let's let's just say this: this is not an outlier. This is not an anomaly. Why was it that so many uh, Glenn Beck and the Mercury One opera- operation? Why is it that so many private citizens had to take it upon themselves to try to get people out of Afghanistan, to get our friends out of Afghanistan? The government did not care because our government literally botched the job. Yeah. Did abandoned those people. And some of those weapons now, I bet you, are coming back to bite Israel right now. You know, Absolutely. Those, you know, those weapons were sold. You can't leave 83, 82, whatever it is, billion, billion. dollars yeah. worth of ammunition and weapons and inventory anywhere on the planet right. and not have it filter out uh, across the globe to cause all kinds of trouble. I mean, it, the, the, the very idea of it is insane. Anyway, folks, we've got all that to talk about. Uh, just amazing uh, drama playing out. Very childish drama. It's yeah. like uh, it's like an elementary school level drama, but it's a it's like a little spat in the sandbox playing out in the in the uh, in the halls of Congress, even as we speak. And we'll see what happens there. But a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. We do, of course, have the situation in Gaza. And we're going to be joined by our very special guest uh, candidate for local office here in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, City Council, Randall Wallace, going to be joining us to tell us about his campaign and the upcoming local election, which will happen on November 7th. So a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. I really do. You know, I, a great uh, saying by a good friend of mine, Ken Boa, in Atlanta, wonderful guy. He says, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, Yeah, <laughs> but it ends well. And okay. It, and it ends well. So, But, yeah, sometimes as we were talking, Glenn, I just feel like it is the end of the world. It really feels like just cuckoo town like the next stop is like not any place you want to be but uh whoo like i said earlier like 2020 yeah you know since 2020 it has just gone downhill and every time i think it can't get crazier something crazier happens and our own republicans are really just holding us up right now yeah we are we are usually sometimes we're live on saturday mornings we are actually recording this show this episode of the show on friday afternoon in the midst of what is what is a I guess you would call it a juvenile temper tantrum by several 
Republicans on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Three votes, uh, 20, now 22, now 25. So it looks like a, a third round ballot for the speaker for Jim Jordan is not going to go anywhere. Right. So we'll see what happens. You know, we had a meeting, uh, Glenn, that when we were talking, and I do again, I don't think we even finished the thought. We got sidetracked, but I encourage you all to check out the Asher Theater. Uh, James Stevens. Asher, the, the Asher Theater is out at the Waccamaw Pottery location mm-hmm. on 501 when you're coming into Myrtle Beach uh, on the right. Great shows. Uh, do check them out. They are they do a wonderful job, and I really thank them for hosting the Republican Party on Monday night. But when I was on the stage briefly doing some introductions, Glenn, I just said, you know, raise your hand, just out of curiosity, if ra- raise your hand if you support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. Um, and virtually, I would say almost everybody in the room raised their hand. Right. And I said, now, if you support anybody else or if you just oppose Jim Jordan for some reason, raise your hand. Not a single person in the House raised their hand. There were probably, I don't know, 150 people in the room, maybe a little more. And not a single person in the room raised their hand. And I thought to myself, why is it so hard for Congress to figure this out? I mean, I think it's pretty clear the vast majority of the base of the peeps, the people that they are working for, seems to support Jim Jordan. But. Absolutely, but they the power was in the in the the eight that voted our previous out. Yeah, and now I want to know. Okay, if Jim Jordan's not the guy, then who is the guy? Who, who is, is the your, guy? Who is your guy? Well, so that we can get past this crap. There's a basic fundamental axiom in politics. When and we, this I mentioned this, but we didn't get to it before the break. Is you never slap the king, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to come in and burn the house down, declare a coup, okay, you need a plan B. If you just come in and burn the house down and you don't have a plan, you're not accomplishing anything. I think nope. Matt Gates. Yeah. I don't know what his. He doesn't appear to have had a plan. Well, he wants to be. I don't know what he wants, but I think he is. I think he has been. I think he is. He may be mortally wounded as a result right. of all this. I don't know. Right now, speaking of politics, it's an opportune time to introduce our guest for the morning. We're joined here in the studio by Randall Wallace, candidate for Myrtle Beach City Council. Man, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I decided that it was too easy for me to go to the grocery store and not have anybody mad at me. Oh, anymore, yeah. So well, you, you'll, you'll, you'll fix that problem. You'll fix that problem. It's it's funny. I um, Yeah, don't even get me started because you could ask me the same question about being chairman of the Ori County Republican Party. Um, and I do. I stand up and I say, "What do y'all want to? What do y'all want to argue about tonight?" There are people who want to argue with me just for the sake of arguing with me. And I'm thinking, this is this is why Republicans in Congress can't elect Jim Jordan. But anyway, that's a whole other story. So, so you're running. You're now. You've served in the past on, and you're a Republican. I am, uh, and I lifelong served, Republican. Yeah, I actually ran for the job you have twice, and 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 lost both times. And, Lucky, uh, lu- yeah. you, I, lucky, you are a blessed man. You I are I did blessed, something, something right in my yeah, life. Yeah, you did something right. You are a blessed man. You, and you're referring to which job do I have? I have several uh, hats. Well, the Ori County, chairman of the Ori County Republican Party. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. I, I ran I ran for it in 2003 and, and 2010. Oh, I, I, I remember the 2000, I don't remember it, but I, I've heard about the 2010 effort now that I think about it. Yeah, I, uh, I got drafted, but that one. Who got, le- who got elected in that cycle? Uh, uh, Johnny Bellamy. Oh, that was Johnny Bellamy's election. Yeah, and, really. And that one was not too bad. It was it was it was an interesting thing. I kind of got drafted at the last minute and yeah, and jumped in. Um, I can't remember why Robert Rabin. You know, he stepped out for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, it was I think soon after her election that Johnny Bellamy 
uh, recruited me to come into the party. Anyway, long yeah. story. Kinda many like many, many chapters been written since that day. Yeah. So you, were, um, you were called. You were called up, kind of like uh, Michelle Obama is going to be called. Yeah, up, called right? up at you the last drafted. minute. Right? I was drafted. I got I, the bat phone went off yeah. at three a.m. and the next thing you know, I was on a plane. I actually was about to get on a plane. Let's at the push time. that microphone a little bit closer to you. I, I was actually um, uh, getting on a plane to go to Washington D.C. when Robert called and said, "Really, we'd like for you to run." And I had run before, and I lost by uh, I won by one vote. For two counts, they took a break, and then they, and then I lost by four um, to Dwayne Oliver in two thousand three. Yeah, in, in, a, in a convention that you couldn't have made up. We you had, couldn't have made up. We had police people there guarding everybody. Oh, trust it was me, crazy. You don't have you don't have, you don't have to convince me of anything. You don't have to convince me of a thing. So, but it's nice to know we haven't cornered the market on crazy. And, so. Uh, it's, and yeah. so I think Robert thought, well, I had a chance to get in there and run, and yeah, um, that turned out not to be the case. But I I I don't know that it worked out in a bad way <laughs> now you've you've also previously served on myrtle beach city council correct? i did 16 years so wow you're an old timer dude yes what well, I'm, I'm figuring that out here, yeah uh, 53 but. so and you wanted to march back into the fire i did i just when, when did you roll off a of council uh in 2000 a law the election is 2017 and okay so i went off in january of 2018 so you've been off for five years now yep yep just about yeah uh, and you want to go back into the fire yeah, you know, I uh, I loved that job when I had it. Yeah. I really did, yeah. and um, and and there were a lot of things that that I was working on that I and, and experience that I think I can bring to the table that that may help the current council as we as they move forward. Oh yeah, I would I would think. Um, now there are five open seats on the ballot. Uh, no, there uh, there there um, three, o- three three open seats, seats, three seats on the ballot, but one of them is open because uh, Doctor Phil Render, who who uh, he and I had uh, kind of were on the same wavelength. He was a mm-hmm. you know budget hawk and a yeah. conservative, you know Republican. I love your uh, physical conservatism, by the way. You've always been a reliable, physically sound. Yeah, I uh, I, I learned something early on. First, you know, first of all, as a Republican, that's something that we kind of smaller government, less intrusive government, that kind of thing. Yeah. But Tom Leith used to say that. How you manage the money or the finances, the city finances, when they're flowing, is how you're going to survive the downturn when it comes, and it's going to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I've always kind of live in fear of debt. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real problem. And Myrtle Beach, I didn't really have this on the list of topics, but my understanding is Myrtle Beach is carrying a lot of debt for a municipality. Yeah, about two hundred thirty-four million dollars. Yeah, is, um, that's a pretty hefty. It is. They've got some 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 projects that uh, um, have been there for a while. The the hotel was actually predated me, and that 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 one carried a pretty big price tag. But there are some things, the ocean outfalls, and mm-hmm. um, is uh, it is it prudent for a city to have that much debt? Uh, you know, I I, I worry about the debt yeah. all the time, but yeah. Um, it's not good, <laughs> but if you are trying to do things like keep up with infrastructure, mm-hmm. as long as it's, you're, do, you're putting the money into things that I believe are city responsibility, it makes yeah. some sense. But Sometimes you have to spend money to make money. Yeah, and, and sometimes you have to spend money to stay ahead of you know, uh, the growth we've had. Right, we've had the revitalization a lot of, and all that costs money as well. Yes, sir, and infrastructure. It, that's a, a big price tag a lot of times. I, I will just say one thing, Glenn. Many, many an evil has been perpetrated in the world under the guise of spending money to make money. Yeah. <laughs> many, many, it's it like leads um, you into a disaster. It's <laughs> like when when Joe Biden. We've got a sound clip, a couple of sound clips from uh, Joe Biden, who was on uh, last night. Uh, I've already let the cat out of the bag that we're actually recording this show yeah. on on Friday. Um, we're not live this week, but um, 
he mentioned this is when he lost me. I mean, he lost me at hello, but <laughs> yeah, he lost me too at hello. I mean, <laughs> you had me at hello, dude. Um, he lost me when he said this hundred billion dollars is going to be a sound investment, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, fail for uh, generations. Yeah, generations to come. A sound and dude, you have lost your. I mean, what little bit of mind you had, you've lost it. There, it, it's like Ronald Reagan said, "I'm from the government, and I'm here to help." They wouldn't know a sound investment if it fell out of the sky and hit them in the private parts. Right. And there's no <laughs> way that they can guarantee that the the humanity effort, that money, will end up in Hamas's. Yeah, hand. yeah, oh yeah, they're going to pass it out randomly to terrorists that they have an understanding with. Yeah. Now that yeah. we've got an understanding with Hamas, yeah. they're going to, and we're going to trust that they don't yeah. take that for themselves. And have you noticed? Have you know? Uh, I'm sorry, Randy, this is your time. Yeah. But have you noticed that that Israel is now a vehicle for funneling more money to uh, our good friends in the Ukraine. Yep. I, I don't even anyway, – I'm, I'm, I'm not being a good host. No, no, but You're I running you, for city – I'm sorry, do you want to say something well, about that? Well, I was that? just going to say, you know, Joe Biden has been a disappointment to me in a, in the, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I, I used to work – I, I worked on Senator Thurmond's last mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah. And Strom Thurmond and Joe Biden were actually – Friends. good friends yeah and, yeah and he actually eulogized uh senator thurman and the thurman people like joe biden and he was sort of the the guy that the democrats would or the republicans would go to to make deals with the democrats yeah the big and, guy yeah and he was <laughs> but he was you know he was a uh, left of center but a deal maker in the senate kind of guy and thurman really liked him yeah and i you know i was putting signs up for donald trump at six in the morning so i trump was my guy but i thought well you know when this all worked out like it did i said well this probably won't be as bad as it could be considering the yahoos that were in that primary uh with him and he has his presidency hasn't matched Oh my god! At career at all? I mean, he's just been. It's just well, I, I one thing after another. It's a, it's a constant thing that we talk about here on this radio station. But I I really think he's lost his faculties, dude. I mean, I'm not. We're not just saying that. I really think he is not fit uh, to be president. You know, I I know you you mentioned Thurman. My favorite Thurman memory. I think it was his last campaign, and I had volunteered to help. And we're making a road swing. We're making a road, you know, one of those bus tour days. And the I had Terminator vol- tour. The Terminator <laughs> tour. I had made, I had volunteered to go with them, and I'm just passing out, you know, literature. I'm just the little, you know, the little kid on the sticker shit. Yeah, yeah, passing out <laughs> stickers to people. And and we were standing around in a group of people, and we were somewhere. I mean, we'd been on the road, and and he was talking. The senator was there talking to a bunch of people, and he reached down into his pocket, and his suit pocket, and he pulled out. A fried chicken leg <laughs> that was wrapped in a napkin, and it had been there all day long. I'm surprised the grease hadn't come through the jacket. And it had been there all day long, and he partially unrolled it, and he, he turned to the guy standing up, and he said, Tucker, you want a chicken leg? <laughs> and, that, and I knew where the fried chicken had originated, which was like several hours earlier in the day, like in the morning, at like 10 o'clock over in Aiken. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, that might kill you if you eat it. But anyway. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think everybody's got so their we haven't t- story. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked a lot about your campaign, so can you stick with us through oh, yeah. the break? And we'll try to, to focus when we come back oh, yeah. on why Randall Wallace is running for city council again. Folks, we're talking to Randall Wallace, candidate for city council in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We'll be right back after these words from our kind sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. Folks, 
folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here at Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, I'm talking about Barry and the great folks over at Conway Ford. If you're in the market for a new or used Ford vehicle or any other kind of used vehicle, check them out. Conway Ford in Conway. It's the best buying experience in town. They guarantee it, and Reese Boyd guarantees it as well. Conway Ford is your hometown dealer. They're the winner of the Ford President's Award. You'll always find friendly, friendly faces, great selection, and excellent customer service. Also, if you're in the market for some service, they're also uh, offering delivery uh, right now. So check them out. That's your uh, source for the new Ford you're looking for or servicing the one you already have. They're also excited to announce they've got great inventory, a lot of selections to choose from, Ford Escapes, Ford Edges, uh, Ford Explorers, Ford Expeditions, F-150s, Mustangs. Got to see it to believe it, folks. Check them out. Conway, Ford, and Conway, it's the best buying experience in town. They guarantee it. Tell you heard about it. Tell them you heard about it on Saturday morning coffee. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for sticking with us here on your Saturday morning. Joined here in the studio today by our good friend Randall Wallace. Randall is running for City Council of Myrtle Beach. Randall, thanks for joining us here oh. this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. Yes, sir, and thank you all for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to um, to chat with you. Um, and you were just about to tell us, I think, before the break, what what brings you back to the ballot? Uh, what what chose what caused you to choose to run again? Put yourself out there and and be a candidate for City Council again. You had a pretty good run the first go round. I, well, thank you. I, yeah. uh, I I I love the job, and I love uh, the city of Myrtle Beach. It's, yeah. It's, oh, in yeah. a nutshell, is, and uh, you know, I I tried after I left office not to be that council member out there throwing rocks at the at the new people because it's a tough job, and they and they've got a lot of heavy lifting to do. But um, you know, Dr. Phil Render, who I worked for when he ran for the state senate in uh, in 1996, I I worked on his campaign. He decided to retire, and he and I were a lot on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, you know I thought there, there would be a void there. I don't know if I can fill his shoes, but uh, of of watching the budget and trying to keep debt under control, and also I had had a a, a lot of a, you know not a lot several city residents, but also some downtown merchants that had contacted me off and on about would I ever run again, interested in me running again, but the downtown folks uh, that called me. Uh, were concerned about where things are going downtown, and mm-hmm. um, and and thought that I could be a, a voice on council for that. And I, I uh, and I also, um, you know, I, I always enjoyed representing the people and and listening to people. I always thought that was the biggest part of the job. And you know, you were talking about Strom Thurmond um, before the break, and I and I, the story that I always tell about him has been sort of the guiding principle that I've had in my time in public service. And that was at the Loris Bogoff, I followed him around. We were talking about the big rolls of stickers, handing out stickers to people. Oh, yeah. And I got the nerve to ask him, I was, you know, I was 25, what advice he would give a young person like me uh, that if I ever served in public office. And he said, always remember that if someone's sitting on the other side of the, of the table, they're there because they didn't believe they had anywhere else to go, and it was your job to help them. And I like to think that during those 16 years, that was my top priority, was helping the people who needed it, who came to government uh, with one issue or another. 
and I always believe that uh, my role as a government official is to figure out how to help them or how to get government out of the way. And um, and I and I did that, and, and that was a lot of the time following the advice that, that Senator Thurman gave me that day. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I and I really believe Strom Thurmond is a model, and and frankly, a lot of our politicians today would do well to open up their history books and do a little schooling, study the career of Strom Thurmond. You know, I can speak to one of the things that sticks to my mind, Randall. When you wrote Strom Thurmond a letter, um, you got at least one reply. If not multiple replies, and I and I, I had yeah. friends that handle constituent services for him who did who you know the people that I knew that were helping him that worked in his office and I've done my fair share of internships uh, on Capitol Hill and 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 in public uh, or in political offices so I kind of knew the I know the lay of the land it's not easy but one of the things that same story that same uh, trip that I was telling you about earlier. I was amazed. We're, we're driving around the state, going to fellowship, church fellowship halls, going to town meeting areas, um, various locations, VFW huts. And literally, there wasn't a room that you walked into that Strom Thurmond didn't know a third of the people in the room. Was, I mean, it was it was uncanny. I mean, he, he would introduce himself, to, and it may not know the individual, but he'd be like, yeah, I believe I, I did. I, I know your mother. I know your mother's <laughs> granddaddy. Or, or, you know, I mean, it was it was crazy how many people he knew but you know i'm sitting here i'm the chairman of the Lower county republican party i've tried to get in touch with our you know our senators today just to name a couple you know and to try to get them on this radio show and i, I can't even get you know i can't get a reply and i've been i've been at it for months but you know that didn't happen when thurman was selling oh, no, let me tell you when i was volunteering i was just a volunteer now um and they drove it in our head i, I remember at loris he had an aide and that was from that worked in Florence named Raleigh Ward, and anybody had a problem and they talked to you, you get them straight to the guy that's not the campaign guy, but the Senate employee that was actually following him around. Yeah, to get on it right then. I mean, he they didn't play around about taking oh, care yeah. of the constituents. They did not responding to him. And uh, and I remember when he left office, I one of the guys that was one of his one of his last staffers who I think was more, more or less in charge of the constituent services piece of it in in D.C. He said, you know. Nobody will ever do, you know, we'll have more senators, but nobody will ever do constituent services oh, in South Carolina like Strom Thurmond did. Yeah. And I and listen, I thought that was kind of a, a hyperbole at the time, but it's been prophetic. Oh, it's, yeah. it's been prophetic. And, and you know, I, I remember listening the night that he died, Lindsey Graham came on and saying that there was somebody that they had been campaigning together that came up and said that Thurmond had gotten his mother in a nursing home, got him his Social Security benefits, and got his son a, an appointment to the Naval Academy or one of those yeah. places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, it was incredible. But, you know, something else people can learn from Senator Thurman was, uh, you know, his ability to not fight the same old battles over and over again and yeah. and move on mm -hmm. once a, the fight was lost to do something else. And, and So, and I think that's a good point. What are the battles coming up on Myrtle Beach City Council? What are the issues that are important to the city in, well, the, in the next two years? You know, I I think – you know they've been very focused on downtown, and it's and I think that's a very big priority and an important one. But you don't want to forget your other issues all across the community, and yeah. you know you hear that from residents that are concerned about the over the growth that's happened in the city and in probably the county and the whole region, overwhelming the infrastructure. Um, and and I will give them props for they've worked on some of that, but um, we probably need to start working with all the municipalities and the county about hey. Uh, 
what can we do to 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 get some of this under control because it is overwhelming uh, the system. But and you also uh, there are projects that are unique to to areas in the community. I know mm. um, down the South End and Market Commons, they would like to see the swimming pool added to Crabtree that was kind of promised to them. Oh yeah, and um, and I think that ought to be a priority. And they they have not um, as at this point, I don't think there was a majority of council that wants to do that. But, you know, that's important to the folks in Market Common. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's the big issue, uh, you know, public safety, mm-hmm. you know, down to there were 50 or 60 yeah. officers short. And a lot of that may be as you do budgets, you allocate for positions. But they do need to figure out why we can't get that staffing up because that's almost exactly where they were. Um, when when I left office and we had voted on a plan actually first reading was us and the second reading was the new council members at the time yeah. to do 10 officers a year and and to get yourself to fully staffed in in five years and instead they're basically right where they were I you know I don't blame that on anybody because you know there is a national issue going on with police because life has been made difficult enough for the police officers oh, yeah. Yeah. that people don't want to do it as much but I do think we we need to figure out what maybe that issue and get staffed up because yeah. Myrtle Beach is unique uh, for needing to have, you know, every town needs it, but we've got, you know, 500,000 people coming here every oh, year. Yeah. We've got to be able to stay on top of and it. And every, it seems like every time something bad happens, it becomes a viral video on Facebook. Oh, yeah. and, and, and those things, I think those, ha- those have consequences. I mean, I know a lot of families that, you know, would have come to Myrtle Beach in the past that they see those kinds of things happening on social media. They're like, we're not going back there. Uh, it's, and, and that reputation, it, it, it hurts. I had, I had, you know, a cousin of mine call me about, is yeah. it safe to go down there such and such a time of year? And I'm like, yeah, you know, Myrtle Beach is a safe community. Um, you know, there's certain periods of time when, when we have an influx of people that it, it may cause trouble. But I still feel pretty good about Myrtle Beach being a, yeah. a, a safe community. I do too. And, yeah. and, you know, the camera system that we put in um, before I left, I think has helped uh, the police get where they can solve an issue pretty quickly because we've got the cameras all in those troubled areas and the beach accesses and, and up and down yeah. Ocean Boulevard. Yeah. I, I wonder, well, that's a whole other issue, but, but yeah, uh, one of the questions I have, what will your, what will your priorities be? Is there one or two items that you will really push that you will prioritize as a member of city council if you're elected? Um, yeah. I, you know, obviously, public safety is a big one. Yeah. Um, I would like to see, and I was actually another candidate in this race, Myra Starnes, was talking about that they had started after I left looking at bringing the police, giving, helping the police move into some of these, helping them pay rent or whatever to stay in some of the neighborhoods that are more troubled. Mm-hmm. They were looking at some of the apartments in downtown. Yeah. And that was actually a proposal that came to me from uh, that I, at the end of my time from a former Democratic congressman named John Jenrette. Oh, really? Remember John? And John yeah. had sent that to me. He, he had an example from Rockford, I think, Illinois at the time. And um, I was actually happy to hear that they had tried to push it at one point, but she said they just kind of dropped it. Yeah. And I'd love to revisit that now, especially since now they can take police cars home, which is uh, yeah. uh, something because, you know, that presence in a neighborhood 24 I hours think a that's day a, yeah. is a big deal. That's money well spent, in my opinion. Well, Randall, you have reminded me that an hour show is just too short. We recently went back to one hour on Saturday morning coffee, and you're reminding me that it's just not enough time because there's plenty more that I wanted to talk to you about, and we could stay here just chatting for a long time. You're very interesting to talk to. Any uh, final words? If folks want to follow your campaign or support you, how can they find you? Um, well, uh, RandallForCouncil.com. Okay. Um, you can do that. Or my, my cell phone, 843-602-3845 if you want to call me. All right, very um, good. And, uh, you know, I, I – 
I, I try to be pretty accessible and, and, yeah. and easy to find. So, uh, Well, folks, it's Randall Wallace running for city council of Myrtle Beach. Randall, thanks for coming in this morning. Come back anytime. Elections November 7th. Yep. Yes, and sir. we encourage folks to get out and vote. Exercise your constitutional freedoms, your liberty. Yeah, you're vote. accessible. You're accessible and yeah. you're genuine. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's what I find. And I, I think you'll, I think you'll make a fine member of city council. So I hope folks will take a good look at supporting Randall Wallace for city council, folks. It's uh, Saturday morning coffee. Thank you, Randall, for coming in. Oh well, thank you. Yes, sir. Saturday morning coffee. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. Do not leave town. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Made it to the final parting wisdom segment of Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to thank Randall Wallace for joining us here on the show. I literally could sit, just hang out with Randall and chat all day. He knows so much about politics. Glenn, fascinating guy. And like I said, my impression is he's very genuine. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah, he's a. Um, you know, it's like uh, we've said this. We've said this many times on the show. You're never going to find anybody that you agree with 100% of the time. That's in not politics. Gonna, in politics, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, virtually anything, I would say, there's probably, yeah. you know... It, Better not, chance of politics. Yeah, though. yeah, but the chance in politics, it, near zero. So, not that you have to agree with everything that everybody does or does not do, but, but if they will just shoot straight with you yep. and tell you where they stand and why they believe what they believe, then that's a debate. Yep. That's how you move the ball down the field and figure out what really is the best way to handle... Uh, various problems, but I think Randall Randall's had some great contributions to Myrtle Beach uh, City Council over the years, and I hope y'all will consider him again. Uh, he's on the ballot November seven, and again, if you want to check him out at the uh, on the web, it's RandallForCouncil.com. Randall with one L, R A N D A L four F O R Council C O N C I L dot com. So I hope y'all will check that out. And uh, that election is November seven, regardless of who you do uh, vote for. I want to want to get y'all to uh, make sure you come out and vote. Myrtle Beach is growing rapidly, Glenn. Uh, I think in years past, I think there was probably about 3,000 votes that would have been cast in that election, 3,500, something like that. Now that number is going to be significantly higher this year. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have six, 7,000 votes in that election. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Well, hopefully so. people turn out. I think uh, in the presidential election, I think – the lieutenant governor said 18%, either 16 or 18% of Horry County turned out. Oh, yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Uh, That's not enough. It's not enough, but, you know, it's uh – uh it's uh, it, we are growing rapidly, and that's and that's what's uh, affecting the way these elections uh, happen and how expensive they are. It's a it's a the, the demographics of Horry County are changing mm-hmm. quickly. So, uh, we said earlier we were going to give away some. Saturday morning coffee. Coffee. I want to remind you guys if you will send that email to us, the the email address for the show is reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. We will put you on the list for coffee. 
and uh, we'll uh, be doing that drawing on a future show. We don't have time to get to it today, Glenn, but I just want to remind you all that, the uh, again, the email address. And if you want a question, you want to add a question or a topic for the show, put that on the email. That's the mailbag address is SMC at gmail.com. Also want to remind you, you can follow the show on Twitter. At Reese Boyd is the Twitter handle for the show. Anytime we post a new podcast of the show, you'll get an automatic notice over your Twitter Twitter feed. And if you do want to follow the podcast, uh, you can do that by searching for Saturday Morning Coffee in Apple CarPlay or Google Play, whatever your podcast provider uh, may be. Search for Saturday Morning Coffee. Look for the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo. And, and click listen now, or even better, click subscribe. That's the Saturday Morning Coffee podcast, which is a nice, condensed, fast-flowing version of the program. Hope you'll enjoy that. want to leave you folks with uh, this bit of wisdom. Glenn, we didn't get to cover much of anything of what I wanted to cover today, so we got a lot in the stack to talk about. But uh, we just continue to pray for Israel and the folks that are suffering in the Middle East Absolutely. today. Didn't get a chance to really get into that. I wanted to cover that, but we spent so much time talking uh, to Randall, and again, we may have to go back to a two-hour show, Glenn. <laughs> we just got too much to talk about. There's too much going on in the world, but we'll put that in the stack uh, for future reference, and uh, we'll cover that uh, at some point on a future episode of Saturday Morning Coffee. Right now, let me leave you with uh, this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Enjoy the beautiful weekend here in O'Ree County in Myrtle Beach. want to remind you there's the Georgetown Wooden Boat Show going on in Georgetown. We've got the Jeep Jam going on in Myrtle Beach. And we got the Loris Bogoff happening today in Loris. So a lot to do here in the on the weekend here in O'Ree County here in Myrtle Beach. Get out and enjoy it. Have fun. We'll see you next week for more Saturday morning coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.